Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm your host, Tim Davis. And I'm his co-host, Alyssa. Yeah, let's welcome our guest today. Thanks so much for being here, Rich Duncan. Hey, glad to be here. All right, yeah. So, uh, Rich, how long have you been living in the area? Oh, man, I'm, well, I'm 55, so I've been here 55 years. Okay. So, yeah. There you go. That's quite a while. Yeah. yeah. Born uh, and raised. <laughs> Cool. Um, what did uh, growing up look like to you, maybe? Let's you know, dive right in. Uh, I come back from the days that you remember, uh, you hear the story, you had to walk in the snow both ways or uphill both ways to school. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I lived in a neighborhood that um, I walked off, you know, my grade school, my middle school. Uh, I rode my bike to the high school. Um, and so I just, uh, I was a neighborhood kid. Yeah. 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 I can remember just uh, getting on my bike in the morning and not coming back till I was hungry in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we had to, before the street lights uh, came on, I had okay. to be home. That was oh, the, that's there you the go. rule. So. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, what was maybe, yeah, what's something that was, you think, looking back, it was challenging about your childhood? Can you... Oh, boy. Uh, challenging. You know, I think, uh, you know, for me, um, you know, school was something that uh, was a challenge, you know. Uh, I really gravitated towards shop class and less in, you know, uh, history and math and, you know, those classes. Even though I use, you know, I, I was talking to my grandson today, how much I use math today sure. and writing, uh, those those tools. But uh, I was I was a shop kid, so I, I just gravitated towards, you know, working in a wood shop and automotive shop and uh, drafting class, you know, so yeah. just hands on. Hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe that's the part answer to my next question, but, um, what was looking back, what's the first thing you noticed passion for? Yeah. Hmm. You know, I've always been a project guy. Okay. Uh, my parents always thought I, I would just take on these random projects, whether it's to try to fix a radio or, uh, build a cart you know, uh, to haul behind my bike. And then I would just make this huge project out of it. And so I just would always break it down uh, into steps and and uh, and then try to put something back together better than it was. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, let's see. Would you uh, – and this is – there's lots of radiances to uh, our personalities and that type of stuff. But one of the questions would be, do you see yourself more as an introvert or an extrovert, do you think? You know, I think it's uh, it's changed over the years. Yeah, uh, certainly an introvert uh, early on, mm -hmm. and then as you know, I think just more in business and uh, being aware and, and building self confidence. Um, you know, working with other people and in other businesses, and it just completely flipped. You know, mm. so uh, you know now public speaking is sometimes challenging, but it's something that you know doesn't like. Uh, make me not sleep the night before, you know, whereas <laughs> yeah. growing up, I mean, putting me in front of the class was a bad deal. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. So. I, I guess we're starting to get farther in. I, I should explain it's Rich Duncan from Rich Duncan Construction, right? You do uh, mostly commercial construction as uh, your occupation now, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. Um, what, uh, looking at the landscape of uh, growing you growing the company, um, what's the biggest change you've seen maybe from 10 years ago to now? Or maybe it's 15 years, but yeah. Well, I mean, I, uh, 
I've been doing construction now for 30 years. Sure. So I went to school, uh, you know, really kind of out of, I had some exploratory years out of high school, uh, tried a little bit of college, uh, but then I found a, a community college up in Portland that had a, a building construction class. And I took that two-year degree and uh, off and running, you know, I mm-hmm. went. But, uh, um, you know, I think that when I put my business uh, plan together, uh, it didn't involve HR. Uh, it didn't involve um, politics. It didn't involve um, red tape. You know, it mm. it was more going out and you know building a deck, figuring how much materials you needed. Go to the store, you buy them, do a good job. You know, provide a service. And now uh, there's so much of our business now is really just. You know, I'm sitting at a desk and mm. having to go through and study things that affect our employees and, and affect our business and and really kind of looking forward that, um, you know, now it's, I don't know if it's a, you know, it's just a different posture. It's just a different a different frame. So Yeah. Yeah. As, as the organization grows, there is so much more logistics to stuff and code and laws and you know, safety and all those other things, right? It. Uh, I think most people don't understand actually how much time and energy it takes as a business owner to 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 read up on and stay ahead of and and keep track of all those different things. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you learn over the years, and some things you know you, you learn by pain, really. Uh, <laughs> you know, a, a decision's made that you don't know about, or a, a code changes. Uh, and you don't bid the job the you know with the, this new code in mind, um, or maybe there's a new fee, it's just things like that. Mm-hmm. So you have to just be so uh, on top of your game and and really out there forefront, uh, looking out there. Uh, it's just a, a real defensive posture than we're in today. So yeah, I uh, yeah, it's interesting defensive posture. It's not exactly why we get into business, right? You know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I know you to be a, a deeply committed guy to the community. I know you invest a lot uh, in, in our community. First of all, thanks for doing all that you do, both as a business owner and then uh, staying and being around and, and uh, you know, helping a lot of people, you know. But uh, where do you think that came from? When did when did that start from I want to build a deck and, you know, order the right amount of wood to kind of the giving back and in, investing in the community? Well, you know, that's, um, it's something that's, um, I think it's just one of my first business decisions was, you know, to join the chamber mm. and uh, chamber of commerce, both Salem and Kaiser. And then I joined, joined a couple other organizations and um, I got involved. Yeah. And to get involved, a lot of the easy ways, especially new in business, was volunteering and giving back. Yeah. And you start learning the value of that. And it just, it just kind of, it, it just breeds success, you know, yeah. both personally and then business. And the business is kind of secondary, you know, it kind of just happens. And um, and so uh, just the more that you get involved and give back, I think the more that you, you know, get in return. And not not necessarily with that goal, but, sure. you know, um, it's very satisfying. Uh, our, our employees now have you know, they all have that similar value. And so as a company, we just, we just enjoy ourselves and have a good time. And, and then, you know, our brand just grows and people call us and, and it all, I guess the circle works, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I I say to some people, uh, the, the easiest membership 
that we have is probably the chamber as far as uh, maybe not easiest. It's a time commitment for sure. But I mean, from a maybe a return on investment, both from what you learn from those and then the relationships you build. And then like you're saying, eventually it comes around to people using your services, your products and, and so on. But, uh, and, and both Salem and Kaiser chamber do a lot for the community as well. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really a, uh, you know, again, you put yourself in that spot, and it's just super easy to look in the room and say, "Hey, I I want to emulate that person." You know, that person's mm-hmm. you th- you know does well, so you take them to coffee and you learn a little bit more. You know, and uh, and then you you see somebody else and you go, "Hey, they do really do this really well." So then you go take them to coffee and you you learn what they're doing, and then you know over time, then now people call you and you you go to coffee, <laughs> they come to coffee with you. And, and and you share those experiences and and so you know all of what I've learned is through mentoring and you know of 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 others you know and yeah. uh, um, so I I just feel very thankful that that's that's paid off. Yeah. So uh, walk me through like what does a day or a week look like for you on a regular Monday through Friday? Well, I'm usually the well usually I. For the history, I used to be the first guy in the office, uh, but I've got a, guy, a new spirited young person working for me that uh, likes to beat me to the office right now. Uh, <laughs> so he's scoring some points. But uh, no, I, I like to get in and open up the office every day. Uh, so I, I, you know, I go through and I check the structure and make sure things are lined out. I'm really at the thirty thousand foot level again. Um, but uh, so you know, sitting going through the meeting day and and uh, and greeting the employees as they come in. Um, Making sure things are answered and we're you know got the day lined out, mm-hmm. and um, and then I really have a a big part of my midday is just open to meetings and and getting out and you know chamber and said uh, uh, core and those kinds of things. Liberty House is another big one that I serve, and so working on some nonprofit work, and then uh, wrapping up the day. Uh, I'm usually out of the office. I don't have to close it up, but um, they're pretty close to the closing time, so you know, yeah. Uh, what do you think is like a effective meeting like purpose to have or something that you're like this Maybe makes a, for an a effective principle of the, yeah uh, yeah like... uh, you got to have an agenda and you have to be on time and and it, you know um, we certainly have the parking lot uh, example so if we somebody gets off onto a tangent we put it on the parking lot and it becomes an agenda item for another meeting because um, we just have so much to do we could really waste our time all day long just having meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have so many projects, you know, we do, we do over a hundred projects a year. And so that's, there's just a lot of moving parts to yeah. all of that. And, um, and we need our customers to have results, not, you know, um, be in a meeting. That's mm-hmm. right. So, <laughs> yeah, cool. that's good. Um, and I suppose in, in your industry, having these monthly safety meetings, there's constantly change happening, whether it's code or whatever, that makes a great time that you can disseminate that type of information too. Sure. To sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's any uh, encouragement to you, a lot of the people that we ask when they come on the show, we ask what makes an effective meeting. They say one or both of those two things, um, most of them. So it must mean that that makes for an effective meeting. So Yeah. So for our listeners, if you're, if you're a leader in any capacity and you're going to have a meeting, uh, take Rich's advice, uh, build an agenda and be on time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That's uh, and that he also I, I'm making the assumption you also mean ending on time. That's so that's that's it. really yep yeah because exactly. we have commit everybody has commitments, mm-hmm. um, and you know I don't like to uh, have the excuse that hey our meeting ran long you know and I couldn't get to your meeting or I'm sorry I'm late so we always want to be early for our next meeting 
So our yeah. our clients are so important to us that you know we, we've got a lot of stuff going on. So for sure, yeah. 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 Um, looking back, uh, when did you uh, first maybe identify yourself uh, as a leader? Like you saw, oh, I, I see that in me. Like, can you remember when that might have been? Or what? It was early. Uh, yeah. You know, I think. Uh, you know, when you're when you're when you have the ability to drive up onto a job site, make a couple phone calls, and have a bulldozer come and knock stuff down, <laughs> and a few a few weeks later, you're building a wall. You're you're the leader, right? Yep. You're yep. in charge, and yep. if you screw something up, you're, you're also in charge. <laughs> you're in charge, you know. Uh, but um, you know, and then when we get together, you know, doing some special projects, and you're helping a family, we did we did a habitat in a week, a habitat mm. build. We built a house in a week in 2008, and. Uh, and so having our team together, being the leader and the example to make that happen. And again, those people were relying on us to get that, you know, to get that done. So, you know, at the end of the day, you're going, I, I had to get that done. And so that's, you know, yeah. it was a big deal. Yeah. We don't have a bulldozer. No, no we don't. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Make a phone call and knock it down. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, if, uh, if you were... Talking to your 25-year-old self, uh, what would be a piece of advice you'd give your younger self? Uh, work on the journal, a personal journal. Mm. Uh, um, putting down the history and the decisions that you made and so you can reflect on those things, it goes by so fast. Um, and you're like, boy, I wish I would have had a picture of that job or that person that I, you know, that uh, influenced my life. Um you know, that, that would have been the big mm. one, just kind of a historian, if you'd say, you know, yeah. of the company. Yeah. yeah, that's good. We have a couple sayings around here, and, and one is, if you don't have a photo, it didn't happen, and, and if it didn't wasn't written down, it didn't happen, whether that's electronically or, or in writing. And so, same thing, like, we do a ton of stuff. We'll do 900 events this year uh, between Valor and the Rec, but... Uh, if you don't have a picture, you have no way to prove that you did it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And both from a business perspective and for a nonprofit specifically, you have to have data, right, on all, all the things you did, all the people you reached, all the impact you had. You have to have that stuff written down, and you can't just say, well, we, we did 900 events. They're like, okay, you know, who, what, where, when, how, and so. Yeah. And did you post about it? Do people, you know, are people happy and stuff like that? So. Yeah. Well, one of my, one of my uh, I guess, early lessons when I w- did a little class uh, I think uh, an attorney's office saw Phil Griggs put it on, and they were talking. And something I always remembered was the man with the most notes wins. Mm. And mm. so that's just been, you know, even on our jobs and our job logs and, um, you know, certain certain issues that kind of could come up in conflicts, being able to come back to your notes and have those notes, uh, it's it's proven. It's proven itself. So Yeah. That's good. And everybody has a different style. So, like, mine is uh, – I. I just record the conversation, whether if we're at a staff meeting or a board meeting or whatever. Um, the way my brain works, if I'm taking notes, it kind of is like putting my brain on mute as I'm looking down and then up. And so I, I end up not being fully engaged. So just as a crutch, I've learned to do that and just watch and be engaged in that and then listen back to, for accuracy. You know, same principle. Yeah. It's just I'm using electronically. It takes me a little more time maybe to do that. But uh, but. That's the best way. That's the best thing I can do for myself and for others. So that's yeah. a great. That's a great tip. And I have a whole there. section of my bookshelf that's journals. So I'm on the right track there. So there you that's go. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I 
I'm a history buff too, you know. So I mean, I think of course there's lots of great quotes, but you know, if you don't learn from history, you're going to repeat it and so sure. on. And so, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, w- looking forward, um, what do you what do you think the next five years holds for you, or you know, maybe organizationally or just for yourself? I mean, sure. I yeah. think organizationally is really now the, the putting the stepping stones together for a secession plan, right? And uh, you know how do we? How, we've created this company and this brand. So now, how do we? You know, put that in concrete. You know, mm-hmm. and, ma- and moving forward. You know, uh, and, and again, not having the business plan go this far in life. Uh, these every day today is a new business, a new company. So, you know, that's what we're working on though is is really putting something together so that our staff. Um, my son came to work for us a couple of years ago, uh, and he's in there learning the ropes, but he's got a lot to learn to, sure. you know, to take that on. And we've got great people in the company that have been with some of us, uh, and Nate Cook, one of them has been a business Nate's partner a for, yeah. yeah, he's been, he's been around, you know, we worked together before, uh, at a different company before he came to work for me. So, you know, we just, uh, we've got people that we, I feel like, you know, they could take this company to the next level and I just want to lay that the groundwork for that. So, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I repeat this fairly often, but, uh, you know, I go to leadership conferences or whatever you are knocking down tons of notes. You might be a two day event or whatever, but it really comes down to just one or two nuggets that you can take away and apply, you know? And so probably about five or six years ago, our board and some others went to Seattle for a leadership conference and spent two days and and the whole trip was worth one sentence for me. And that's when Craig Groeschel said, uh, you can have growth or you can have control, but you can't have both. And uh, at that time, I was still a little bit of a micromanager. I have really high standards, uh, you know, but I also have high grace, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, that really enabled me as a leader to delegate a lot more. And if you looked at our organizational growth, right, it'd be about that same time. I mean, you know, you're talking about building a uh, business plan and man, me and me and two guys, you know, eight years ago sitting at coffee, like we should find a way to replicate what we're doing with other guys. Let's just invite somebody. We didn't set out to start a 501c3 and now have 250 volunteers, 29 employees, this two and a half million dollar bowling alley community center. So it, we have to continue to evaluate and then look forward. Okay, we're this far. What, yeah. what could be what could be beyond, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I know that secession plans are, are important. I think, you know, for me, I, I think that's in a, a couple of years, I'll start building that out, you know? But, uh, well, and it's a similar concept, you think, for the, for speaking to the notes that you mentioned, Rich, is like, you know, you have, and actually Bruce mentioned on the last podcast that we just did, it was, um, he's like, you buy a book from somebody because they've had these years of experience in, in whatever it is, maybe decades of experience, they write a book about it, they've boiled it down to this little, you know, however big your book is, it's $20, $30, and you're getting to read all of that in, you know, five hours, and right. it took them decades to learn that stuff. It's the same thing. You're listening to a lot of stuff, you're taking notes, and then you look back and you don't have to do the whole three-day conference again. You've just got the three-day conference in your notebook, and so it's a beautiful concept, and we can learn a lot from just those same things, you know, taking notes and looking back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And gosh, you know, I've got uh, kids in, in our organization too, you know, and they, uh, I'm really fortunate for, for their phenomenal uh, people. They, they might have gotten an opportunity to start, you know, cleaning toilets with us, but their work ethic and, and those types of things are what 
give them opportunities for advancements when the rest of the organization looks for them, you know, for stuff. So it's pretty rewarding to have uh, have one of your kids working with you, yeah. you know, and uh, and maybe that comes with different pressures, uh, you know, on than other employees. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I don't I don't envy being a a family, uh, you know, son, son of the owner or daughter of the owner. And right. our, my daughter works for us as well. And, uh, it's tough cause you know, I'm, I'm a little hard on them and you know, they got to set an example and I don't want anybody to think they're getting an easy street, right. you know? So, yep. um, but they're earning it every day. So they're doing sure. it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. It's a, it's a tough, you know, the, the younger generation, it's, it's really, uh, Oh boy, you know I think that's going to be a real challenge. I think is the the idea of of uh, personal growth uh, within an organization to achieve and go to the next level. You know, so hey, I gotta I gotta learn how to frame. You know, or I gotta learn how to dig the hole or take something apart. I gotta kind of do the work to yeah. learn it before. You know, it may not be some long-term goal. I don't want to yeah. be a framer my whole life, right? No, but uh, no. but thank God for framers, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're like, first thing, well, when do I get my new truck? You know, and you're like, ah, oh, well, <laughs> hey, uh, that's when about 700 one. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's yeah. I like that when you buy one. Yeah, yeah you, you can get a truck. Sign the paper. You, you get a go. couple. Yeah, you got to work your way up. Get a couple of promotions, and then yeah. you can afford one. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So and and I think sometimes the younger generation gets a bad rap, uh, and then also there's there's huge benefits, right? So I think as as leaders in our middle ages or whatever, I think uh, all of us are destined to just do what we've always done, unless we spend energy. Right, and right. continuing to correct ourselves and be open to, to taking in information. I mean, uh, in our organization, we've got some really brilliant, just like you, younger folks that really think outside of the box. They're creative, and uh, allowing them to run with that stuff has has expanded our organization just immensely. You sure. Know? And so, or you could just huddle and just have your own little thing. You know, it's uh, it's just not really the way God built me. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on trying to get the transition of knowledge from our masters in the trades. Mm-hmm. You know, and trying to get them to you know communicate back and forth. Yeah. Um, because it's you know it is a trade. It's a skill, and um, you know it's not something that e- even. I don't think there was ever a book I read that says, hey, you know, putting these two by fours together this way resulted in this, you know, but you learn the math, you learn geometry, right? You learn the things that, you know, um, that allowed you to get those things done, but there wasn't the the constructive part, mm-hmm. you know, that we need to learn that, that physical experience of putting things together. And so the, obviously my masters in the trade are all going to retire and I got to, <laughs> I got to bring the younger generation in yeah. and then and then get that get that uh transfer, you mm-hmm. know. So yeah, and trades are so important. I mean, first of all for parents of kids or if you're young adult or, or in high school. Um, I got news for you. Uh, in those first few years, you can make more money than somebody who's got their associates or their bachelor's degree. You know, if you have good work ethic and and are a learner, uh, the trades are a great place to make a good living. Yeah. You know, and uh, provide for your living. family. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And since, I mean, just a sense of accomplishment you have every day, you know, do you see your work and what the difference it made? Mm. And it's it's so vast you know, I mean, from there, okay, you can pinpoint framing, but you could then get into, you know, engineering, operating equipment, you could get into drafting, you can get into cabinet building, and, you know, you could get into plumbing and 
electrical yeah. and um, some people are, oh, I really like high tech. So there's this whole new, you know, Wi-Fi experience that's going on and, and the high tech part of a, of, mm-hmm. a, of a building, you know. Um, so there's opportunities for people just to have a good, good life and, and yeah. to enjoy what they're doing every day. You know, yeah. So yeah, and in in your industry, you don't have to be the owner to make a good living. That's the other, you know, in the trades, right. there's opportunities. Like oh that, no, you know? yeah. I know, I know a lot of trade people that make a lot more money than I do. <laughs> <That's right>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, oh, but all uh, business owners are just rich, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah that's uh, so uh, kicking it back more. Uh, kind of towards the personal or whatever, um, when you've got a weekend or, you know, what are things you or your wife uh, enjoy doing just for fun? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're enjoying life with the kids. We've got four kids and we have, uh, seven grandkids and one on the way. Uh, and so, you know, we're really heavily into supporting the kids in Mm -hmm. school and and the grandkids and in sports. And so we, we do a lot of that. And then we like to travel, um, and, uh, go exploring and uh, um, we, we've got a piece of property up at Detroit, so we're going to be working on a house up there, really for the family and the kids, but, you know, a getaway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's what we really enjoy. We, you know, like to go get away and then come home and then be busy with all the grandkids. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rich, thanks so much. I mean, man, time flies. Uh, we'll have to have you back sometime. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming in. Chapter and, uh, two. Yeah. yeah. Um, if uh, people want to reach out, they're looking for work, they're looking for advice, what, what's a way they can get in touch with you? Best way is the website. Yep. Yeah. RichDuncanConstruction.com. So we got every opportunity and you can apply for a job there. You can see our work that we're doing. You can give me a call. So, yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Cool. Cool. Well, to our listeners, thank you for joining us. And you can listen to our new podcast episodes air every Saturday at 11 a.m. on KSLM. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Leading Well by Valor Mentoring.